0: The cornerback talent has been outstanding in back-to-back drafts, 2022 and 2023. The question is, which class would you prefer? Not as rookies, but just as pure prospects. We'll discuss and break it down next on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What's up, family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's your boy Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You know where you can find me on Twitter at dp underscore nfl. I am your, I'm, I'm a national scout first of all with the Draft Network, and your favorite and local running back guru, and my boy Keith Sanchez, Mr. LSU himself which we might be talking about one of his former one of his former players you know what I mean from LSU you can find Keith Sanchez at on Twitter at the talent code keep talking to him baby
1: what's up locked on family let's get locked in this is Keith Sanchez senior draft analyst with the draft network man and 2019 national champ yes those LSU Tigers man but you know why we're here we're here to bring that championship level content surround the NFL draft DP and DP I don't think there's too many other things we'd rather talk about, man, than defensive backs, right? And we go through, last year was a heavy defensive back group. We talked about how extremely talented it was. It produced, what, two all-pro guys, and Tariq Willen um, and, and Sauls Gardner, right? Well, at least Pro Bowl yep. caliber players, yeah, right? Be, that this yeah. year, they're saying that this class is even better, but we said, hold on. Pump the brakes, baby. Let's go through this, man. So this episode, man, we're going to go through this thing, man, round by round, right? And just kind of group, segment these guys and say, hey, do we like the 2022 class better or do we like the 2023 class better? But DP, before we get into this thing, man, why don't you hit them with one of our title sponsors?
0: As always, guys, this episode is brought to you and sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with the with a licensed therapist who can take you on a journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. Keith, 2022, 2023 battle, the cornerback classes, just a ton of talent outstanding depth of talent, Keith. And I would say this, we, we let's go through. You talked about going round for round real quick. Round one, we had really the same amount of corners, you know what I mean, in both classes, which we kind of – I think you were kind of the first person that, that, that talked about the 2023 class, like, in, in, a, in a different light than everybody else. We thought it was going to be like a run. I know I did. I thought it was going to be five to seven. Cornerbacks come off the board because I, I really like the talent and potential of these guys. But back-to-back classes in the first round with four cornerbacks off the board in 2022. Of course, as you know, Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU went number, uh, you know, pick uh, third pick overall to the Houston Texans. Sauce Gardner uh, in the fourth pick in the draft. Uh, Trent McDuffie, uh, 21st pick in the first round to the Kansas City Chiefs, and Kyir Elam, the 23rd pick to the Buffalo Bills, who actually moved up to get him jumped in front of, I think, I believe New England. And this year, it started off started a little later, you know, pick five, not too later, but pick five, Devin Witherspoon to the Seattle Seahawks. Then it was a drop-off, Keith. The next corner didn't come off the board until pick 16. Uh, you know, it's pick 16 at 17 when you had Manuel Forbes to the Washington Commanders at 16. And the New England Patriots traded back, I think, once or twice uh, to get Christian Gonzalez. Um, and then you look at Deontay Banks falling to 24 and him being selected by the, the New York Giants, when you look at these, all forty, all eight of these corners, right? You know the two classes, Keith. Not, not so much what we saw on the field as the the twenty twenty two class as rookies, but just as prospects. How do you weigh it?
1: Yeah, I, I still, I'm going with the twenty twenty two class, man. I, I just think it, it was like when we're talking about first round prospects. I um, mean, you, and you, you know, you have to, you you have to compare, right? Like the, that's how you have to go like kind of match for match type situations. And if you ask me, okay, Derek Stingley versus whoever's in round one of this draft, right? Devin Witherspoon, Emmanuel Forrest, Christian Gonzalez. I go with Derek Stingley as the prospect, and I'm not just saying that because I'm an LSU guy, right? (laughs) I would even look at, you know, you you had Sauce Gardner. We know who Sauce was. But, man, when you look at Sauce, I think he compares to – an Emmanuel forbes S type of football player in the sense of the fact that these are guys oh. that are probably better in zone you know they're going to make plays on a football instinctual come up high intensity type guys. so with that I almost press push right I, I would say that that's even then you look at you know I'm sorry you, you look at I'm um shoot I'm where am I I'm going back through these tabs real quick you look at Christian Gonzalez I'm sorry you look at Christian Gonzalez man and I'm like okay I really like Christian Gonzalez and if I had to pick one guy that had a more complete skill sets compared to Derek Stingley it'll probably be him right but I would still give the edge to Derek Stingley man and then I finish up right we have Deontay Banks Uh, you know, for the 2023 class, but then you look at the 2022 class, there was still Kyrie Elam, right? That I like Kyrie Elam more than I like Deontay Banks. I like, and then you still had Trent McDuffie, right? Who is also another talented player. So if you look, if you ask me, DP, I just think that the last year's class was more well-rounded prospects. Um, Like I I compared Deontay Banks to Kyrie Elam, but I like Kyrie Elam better because I think his ball skills or, you know, they're they're better suited. So and even you look at Trip McDuffie, right? Tripp McDuffie versus Devin Witherspoon. I've said it on this podcast, and I'll say it again. I think Devin Witherspoon is a good zone player, but when you put him in man-to-man situations, there's still a lot that 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 needs to be developed, right? And he can get there, but you're talking about being the number one cornerback on the off the board. I'm not sure if that happens in last year's draft at all. He's probably cornerback five or something like that so if you ask me i'm definitely going with last year's class as far as the first round 2022
0: this was tough for me keith because i like both both groups but i actually lean to 2023 i like the upside uh for these young men especially when we looked at sauce and um and, and talk about emmanuel Forbes, but even with Devin witherspoon fit is everything you know we know that right scheme scheme is really what uh, what, what makes these situations so uh so important and and I think Devin Witherspoon going to Seattle uh, is a great fit. Like you talked about his uh, struggles when he comes out to man-to-man coverage, and a lot of it's mostly press man. He's so much he's much better in uh, like cushion. If you go to play off man, where backpedal, give cushion, drive on the ball. He's more physical than any cornerback in my opinion in the 2023 first round, especially probably in the 2023 class. Period. Truthfully, in terms of a guy that is willing to come up, make hits, make tackles, uh, physical at the catch point as well, even though he's not doesn't have the the height and length of of Stingley and um, and Sauce. Uh, Like I said, Forbes and 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 Sauce are to me very similar players, uh, play with very similar styles and mannerisms and everything else. Gonzalez, you know, to me, I mean, to both of us, he was CB one, and like we talk about, just pure man to man cover skills. The only guy in the in the two classes, Keith, that really like could compare to him was Stingley. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It, it wasn't Sauce, it, it wasn't any of these other guys. Like Gonzo was the best man to man corner, second best man to man corner out of the two groups, in my true honest opinion. So and I and when you talk about Kyir Elam, like that the Banks and I think for me is Banks and um what's his name? McDuffie. And if you ask me who I'd rather have Banks or McDuffie i rather really have Banks. I, I like a guy that's physical. He's got the athleticism. Both of them are athletic. They're getting twists like McDuffie can move, and he's athletic as well. But I think Banks has a much higher upside. But you said something that was very true. Banks has to learn how to locate the ball. You know, you talk about the ball skills. He's very sticky in coverage. He gets into the hip, squeezes to the, you know, chest to chest, squeezes guys to the sideline. But turn around, young fella, locate the football and make a play on it uh, so that then you can really, uh, you know, see that true value of your of your skill set because it's one thing to wipe a guy out but you got to think about being able to turn around find the ball and not get defensive pass interference penalties because you don't see the ball but the receiver sees the ball and he's trying to work back through your frame. So it's definitely something something to be uh to be cognizant of. But I, I kind of lean a little bit to that 2023 class as prospects because I think there's a lot of upside. No, oh, no,
1: no. Yeah, I think there's a lot of upside Man, come on, man. Yeah, I think that's upside. Oh, DP. Come on, come on, come on, come on. But nah, man, that wraps up. Round one, man, really day one, right? Day one of the draft. What we're going to do is going to break this thing. Day one, day two, day three prospects. So coming up next, we're getting into day two prospects, man. And for the 2022 class, right, there's some rather intriguing names. You're talking to Taylor with the New Orleans Saints, Cam Taylor Britt with the Cincinnati Bengals, right? You're talking Martin Emerson with the Cleveland Browns. Then you look at this year, day two, right? You have Julius Brent, Joey Porter Jr. So coming up next, we're going to talk about, the day two right of this of these two classes these back-to-back classes and which one we rather dp he can lean towards the 2023 class (laughs) a little bit of recency (laughs) bias maybe right um but we're going to get into that coming up next man day two cornerback comparisons
0: this show is sponsored by better help guys um i've talked to you guys before about how much time i've spent you know where i worked in mental health but also would see a counselor myself uh just to work on Me and and BetterHelp allows you to do that, guys. You get to spend time with someone that's unbiased, they're licensed, and they can really help take you through a journey so that you can step into being a better version of yourself. Life gets hard, Uh, life throws a lot of different things your way, our way, uh, punches, everything. You just got to be able to withstand the storm. But having a therapist, a licensed therapist, where you can feel free to share your experience and you can do so without being judged, and you could do it in the comfort of your own home guys so i would just advise you if you're thinking about starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule uh all you gotta do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist and you can also switch therapists if you want to and if you don't like the one that you have you can switch at any time for no additional charge so guys listen find more balance with better help Just visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOn. Give it a try. Day two, round two, Keith. We look at these corners that were selected. And the wild part, Keith, I know a lot of people would assume that there were more corners selected in the first two rounds of 2023. 2022, rather, than 2023. But I'm going to pump the brakes on that because it wasn't, Keith. It was only... Nine total in the first two rounds for 2022. I believe we had 11, 11 to 12 in 2023, Keith. So I'm going to run off some names real quick uh, for, for the second rounds. Joey Porter Jr., first pick off the board in round two. Julius Brentz, uh, uh I'm not, I don't know what, what Brian Branch is listed as a corner. I, whatever. Oh, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Brian Branch is Martin, both listed at corners. I'll, I'll allow it. Uh, Cam Smith. Tyreek Stevenson, DJ Turner was the final corner to come off the board in twenty twenty three second round, where in second round of 2022, we had Roger McCreary, McCreary uh, Kyler Gordon, Andrew Booth, Alante Taylor, and Cam taylor Brickkey. So what side of the of the spectrum, what side of the line are you walking this time, brother?
1: Oh, man, this is so tough. It's tough, and let me tell you why it's tough. I think it's a battle of, of basically differing players, right? Because the, the headliner for 2023 is what? Julius Brinson, Joey Porter, Jr. Both boat. Six-two corners, you know, at long, athletic, and run, yeah. um, probably better in zone type situations. And then when you look at 2022, right, you're talking about Cam Taylor-Britt. You're talking about Andrew Booth, right? Both, they're not smaller guys, right? But they they play more man-to-man situations. They're not six-two and extremely long. So if you ask me, this this kind of goes down. Ah, man, this is tough. This is tough because... I think and Joey Porter Jr., the potential when you're talking about grabbing them in the second round is through the roof. So I'm probably I'm, I'm going to have to go with 2023. I know I just got on you in the last segment about <laughs> you switching up. I think I'm going go oh, no, to no. <laughs> go with 20. I'm going to go with 2023, no. man, because there, there's there's just the the height, weight, athletic component to this. Right. And then you still add in cam smith who is that man-to-man corner and right. dj turner who ran that four right. 240 who can play man so I, I i think this year's i'll say this you know i'm gonna hold strong to what i said in the first segment the first round was better <laughs> of last year in 2022 the first round corners were better but if you look at the second round corners that came off the board i have to lean towards 2023 man because it's versatility they have man corners they have these big physical zone corners and they have the, Four two six and DJ Turner, who can also play, man.
0: Come on over, come on over to the dark yeah. side, brother. Now I'm I'm with you. Twenty twenty three second round is definitely it for me. And like you said, the, the, when you have two six two six three corners that have thirty four inch arms and and are still developing, that upside is incredible. You got potential CB ones out of these guys that can legitimately play on the perimeter, play man to man, and play zone, and really kind of wipe out. You know what I'm saying? Like their their ceiling is much higher than what you think about a Roger McCreary or Kyler Gordon, two guys that are predominantly nickel uh, slot type of corners. They did venture outside uh, during their time in college and in the NFL. But when you look at what you can get out of Brents and Porter, it's a much higher uh, upside there.
1: Yeah. So I have a question. I'm looking at this right now, D.P., with these guys that we talked about upside which one of these guys because this is what the listeners want to know right like who who can blow up right who can become a, a pro bowler you know that, that guy? Coach, like, yeah that guy who 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 is a who is that dude in this this second round for, for the 2023 class man because you have some intriguing prospects but like when you look at it who can be that
0: dude cuz i i mean we talked about Jory Porter Jr and Julius Brents so i think Brents to me really could be that guy, but I got I, I want to go down to DJ Turner. Um, and, and, I, and I said that I said earlier in the first segment that Derek Stingley and Christian Gonzalez, Gonzo were the two best out of these two groups, the two best man to man corners. The third best man to man corner is DJ Turner. Patience. Footwork, hip fluidity, everything is so smooth, yet he's twitched up and explosive as an athlete to where if you do get inside or outside of him and he has his zone turn, which we typically don't want corners to do, he can get right back in phase, Keith. Like, this is a young man that's really, you rarely see him get defeated in man-to-man coverage, especially... Even for a guy that's, that's a little bit on, like, I think he's, like, with 5'10"? Like, he's on the, the – he's not 6'2". Yeah, he's team. not
1: big. Yeah, he might be yeah, he's not big. 180 or something right. like that. So, like, guy. you
0: watch Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, he'd be able to catch a back shoulder fade on him, but he's all. He, but he's in position. He's in phase all the time, it feels like. So, like, I, I think, you know, he's a guy – He I think he went to the Cincinnati Bengals where he could be – he's one of those guys I think he could be a dude in the NFL. One of those – you think about Jair Alexander – um i think denzel wards those kind the, the of that's what
1: those... I, you know I, I immediately with dj uh, i immediately went to the cleveland browns corners right mm-hmm. denzel Ward yep. and greg newsome like because they both you know sub six foot 180 pounds not known for being extremely physical but the footwork is 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 off the exactly. charts so, yeah yeah so i agree man dj turn is one of those guys and then Cam i like Smith. I, yeah, Cam, that's all the man. And Cam Smith going to be in a hell of a role, right? Just playing with Jalen mm-hmm. Ramsey and Xavier and Howard, two veteran, um, you know, cornerbacks. But if I had to look at the, the the boom potential, it has to be Joey Porter Jr. Just simply being back with the Steelers and, you know, them, you know, because they run man, but then they also run some zone concepts too, letting him do his thing. You know, everything is going to be invested. Like you, you just feel like, okay, this is going to turn out. And this is just one of those storybook endings, right? Like it, when Joey Porter Jr., when the Steelers didn't take him the first time, you're like, okay, they're going to find a way to get Joey Porter Jr. This is just going to happen. So you ask me, man, Joey Porter Jr. to the Pittsburgh Steelers, you want to talk about that Tariq Willen, you want to talk about that Sauce Gardner type impact. I think Joey Porter Jr. has an opportunity Ooh. to make that type of impact in this year's class.
0: Hey, man, like that, that's some high praise, but I, I like that a lot. And you, when you talked about Cam Smith, bro, the thing about this young man being in the, in the cornerback room with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard with that type of knowledge that he's about to just like, and I think their defensive coordinator is Vic Vangio. Like, this kid's in the awesome spot, Keith, to really learn and because and, and he's got the size and everything you want to play outside corner so they got the that, that ability to go man to man and just beat you up at the line of scrimmage and they can run with anybody truthfully you know most of their corners can run with you as well so cam Smith is one of those guys as well like I I think the, the 2023 class that second round has so much more potential to, to you have multiple guys that could become a guy Porter brent cam smith and then you know like i said dj turner man you know i i, I really liking him too what you see with denzel ward newsome jair alexander as well
1: all right yeah look dp look we talked second round man but this is what we're gonna do right we, we're we gonna go third fourth sixth seventh round right you pick your top three guys from the twenty three class i'm gonna pick my three guys right you you bring your three to the table i'm gonna bring my three to the table and we're gonna discuss Who has the best three, man? So coming up next, man, I'm going to allow DP, give him a couple seconds, because I threw a curveball at him. He wasn't (laughs) expecting this, man. Threw another curveball at him. I'm going to get my three together. And coming up next, man, we're going to talk about our, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round corners that we think can really beat those dudes and compare.
0: All right, Keith. So my three guys, starting in the third round, Garrett Williams, who was selected to the Arizona Cardinals. Keely Ringo. I ain't moving. I ain't moving off the Keely Ringo love, man. Keely Ringo in the fourth round to those Philadelphia Eagles. And then this was tough, but I'm gonna go Darius Rush. Fifth round, who was selected by the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. There's a lot of potential in there, DP. So with my I'm I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start in the fourth round, right? I'm gonna start in the fourth round with Damari Mathis. Yes, Denver Broncos Damari Mathis. I, expect this guy to take off. You know, he's playing with Patrick Sertan the second. I think his stock is going to continue to elevate. Then, you know, I'm going to give him a little bit of a curveball. Not too many people like the New England Patriots, but they did a hell of a job with this draft pick watching this guy. This is extremely instinctual. Man-to-man can play some zone corner and cornerback Jack Jones. So that's my second guy. And then, you know, I got to go with Mr. Ball Hawk himself, man. Tariq Willenby with the Seattle Seahawks with DP. I like your guys. But I think my guys a little bit better, man. I think Tariq Willen, he just, you know, he, he knocked the icing off the cake. I, I think that that's, you know, just you look at the depth and things like that with well, well, my three guys, I think my three guys are better.
0: I, I I I like you guys, Keith. I do. I like you guys. I think my guys hold up pretty well as prospects, though, Keith. Because I think Demari Mathis and Garrett Williams, they're kind of similar players, in my opinion. And they can okay. do similar things, play outside, uh, play press man, drop off in zone, uh, willing to come up and tackle Garrett Williams, as we talked about, you know, leading up to it. He, his game is very similar to Devin Witherspoon. Like, he does not mind coming up and punching you in the face. You know what I mean? Ball carrier, receiver don't matter. And I think Keely Ringo, when you look at um, two names from the 2023 class that kind of I-, I could see a-, a path for him Martin Emerson, who went to the Cleveland Browns, who had a really strong rookie season, right? And then Tariq Woolen. So, because. The- yeah, so.
1: That That's like, the thing like, when you like, okay, we can, you know, we're going to kind of go blow for blow, uh, you know, kind of match player for player. And Tariq Willen fell to the fifth round. And last year when he mm-hmm. fell to the fifth round, we were sitting there like, what the hell is the NFL doing, right? That like right. guy, you know, he can run fast, he can jump, he's athletic, he makes play on, plays on the football. So I'm going to just go ahead and put you on the spot, DP, real quick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think Keely Ringo has the potential to have that type of impact, right, like a guy that slid some – and then, but we can turn around within a year and be like, you know what, this dude's a certified bowler.
0: I think so, Keith. You know, athleticism, the height, the frame, um, ability to play both press man, off man, and zone. Um, I think, and this is still a young kid. I think he's only like 21 years old or something like that. He's young. This young man that that he's played, you know, started back to back seasons. Like, he missed a first year at Georgia, I think, due to an injury. So he's still growing into the position. And what does that sound like? It sounds like Tariq Woolen, who was a receiver, who transferred over to, to, to cornerback. And he was a little raw in terms of technique and everything like that. People worry about he's high hips, he's tall, he's long, he's not going to be able to transition the best and things like that. But guess what? They didn't tell Tariq Woolen to play man-to-man coverage against those twitchy, you know, explosive, smaller receivers 24-7. It was like, oh, DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Arizona and Cardinals. Tariq, go up man-to-man. That's your job. You know what I mean? Because that's the guy that he fits in terms of playing press man against. And I think the same thing with Keith Ringo, especially going over to Philadelphia, where he's going to have the opportunity to learn from a James Bradbury and a Darius Slay uh, with the coaching staff there, Keith. But I'm going to say something. Darius Rush. I'm telling you now, man. Darius Rush. We saw him. Another – very similar to Tareq Willen, former wide receiver that trans- transitioned to cornerback. And you saw it down the mobile. You saw some of the rawness on tape, but the guy we saw down the mobile under control, patient, uh-huh. just everything. He was very nuanced, understanding how to read the the the, the close hip hips. Don't, listen, man, hips don't lie, baby. Eyes lie. If you watch the eyes of a receiver, you'll get got. But the hips don't lie. Shakir said that, too, back in, the, like, the 90s. Oh, mistaken, oh man, man, uh, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, man, like, you know, the hips don't lie for a DB. And he understands how to read them because he's, you know, similar to Richard Sherman. And typically those court, there's receivers that transition the corner they trip. They typically have a, a good career, or they, they transition well because they know how to run the routes with the receivers. They understand breaks. They understand yeah. pad level, all of that stuff, man. So I think you know. I think my I think my three. You know, if we play three on three pickup basketball. to twenty one. I think it's a twenty twenty one situation, but we get in the final point. I, I doubt that I doubt that. But
1: you know, it's it's all good, man. It's all good. And just to throw out one other name, Deron Bland, I'm with the Dallas Cowboys, yeah, you know, another yeah. another really good football player. So, all in all, man, look, we're talking about two talented cornerback classes uh going back and forth, man. We thought it'd be fun to kind of compare the classes, man. Who, who in, in tomorrow's episode, right? I think we're gonna get into these edge rushers, man. Talk about another premium position. We're gonna get into these edge rushers. See which class was better, right? The 2022 class or the 2023 class. Uh, So that'll be tomorrow's episode, man. Had a lot of fun doing this episode, and only time will tell, right? Which cornerback class will end up, you know, having the most Hall of Famers, Pro Bowlers, starters, X, Y, Z. We Z. We'll have to have this conversation again in about five years.
0: For sure, for sure. As always, guys, we tell, we tell y'all so much. We appreciate all the love and support. Go subscribe or follow free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts get the latest episode as soon as it is available. We thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. And as we always tell you, you're not only family, but you're the everydayers. Remember That's who you are, guys. So we appreciate it. In terms of Twitter, you can find Keith Sanchez at The Talent Code. I'm Damian Parson, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.